Off the ball. This is News Talk. LeBron, in such a short span of time, your team feels so different. How is that possible? In the attention to uh, details tonight was at, a, was at an all-time high for the first time this season. We got some players that can go out and, and get their own. Um, that's pretty smart. And they picked it up, uh, you know, like they've been here all year. So it's still going to take a little time, even though this was an impressive win on the road. Um, but that's a good start. As well as this went, you know there are challenge that will, challenges that will lay ahead of this group. So the skill sets that they bring, what most excites you about their ability to help you get where you want to go? I think the, the IQ and the, the passion that they play with is going to help us out a lot. Um, you know, you look at Larry and you look at Jordan, um, who's you know hasn't played a playoff game, and they're kind of hungry for that. Uh, you look at George Hill, who's been in Sacramento. You know, he's he's ready to get back to the playoffs as well. But he had so many battles with him in Indiana, and then we get Rodney Hood, who had a little bit of it last year with Utah. So we got some hungry guys, and, and then we got our guys that's been here. You know, so uh, you know it's going to be very challenging, but we accept it and we're looking forward to it. It's going to be special. That is King James or LeBron to you and I speaking after the Cavs' uh, radically new-look team uh, beat uh, Boston on uh, Sunday. We have John Gonzalez to explain on the line from The Ringer. Evening, John. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. So, uh, well, I'm being, I mean, unprecedented is the word that's been used here. Uh, so we're mid-season. We are 54 games into the season over a week ago. And uh, the Cavs, who have been uh, somewhat indifferent with uh, the NBA trade deadline approaching last Thursday, uh, decide to go full nuclear and effectively get rid of most of their team. Uh, They leave LeBron, but uh, they get rid of some huge names. They bring in a bunch of other new names. Uh, This um, was a seismic shift, and they go on to beat Boston. We heard LeBron talking about it there. So uh, just for uh, those who want to be fully up in the story, the extent to which... Uh, the Cavs have reshaped their team last minute, mid-season, and uh, just how unusual is this? Oh, bananas. I mean, I, I think uh, it was sheer madness. I, I was shocked. I think a lot of people were shocked. On the one hand, it, it made obvious sense for the Cavs to reconfigure their roster because if they didn't, if they stay, if they had just like stayed pat, it didn't look like a team that could get out of the East. LeBron James is going to be a free agent in the off-season more likely than not he walks, so you have to at least try to do something. Uh, but I don't think anything, anyone thought that something would be this. This was radical. So who dreamt up this idea? I, I, it seems like it was Kobe Altman. Um, Kobe Altman, who was sort of like thrust into the general manager role uh, almost by default and had been sort of maligned, sort of maligned in Cleveland uh, for his lack of communication with LeBron James uh, and the maneuvers that they were making. I think quoted himself nicely. I mean, he, this was a big, big swing here, uh, and I know it's a small sample size just from what we saw against Boston. But uh, so far, it, it's it's a very interesting mix. So, who did they ship out? Okay, so they sent away Derek Rose. I'm going to do this off the top of my head so we can get everybody. Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, who was the big one, Channing yeah. Fry, uh, Jay Crowder. Missing somebody along the way here. There's six, and they got back four. 
Uh, and they also sent out a first-round pick. So it was uh, a significant it was a significant reconfiguration of the roster, for sure. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Isaiah Thomas as one of the more interesting ones. So he's gone to the Lakers. He came from Boston with a big reputation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was that was a move when they made when they sent Kyrie Irving to Boston. That obviously Kyrie is the best player in that trade, but you got back Jay Crowder and you got back Isaiah Thomas. And yes, he had a hip injury, but you thought, okay, this is not as lopsided as maybe some people think. And then Isaiah Thomas hurt. Uh, he didn't obviously fit well with the team. The chemistry was really terrible. He did not play well when he returned. It ended up being a disaster, really, frankly. A disaster for the Cavs, a disaster for Isaiah Thomas. He's going into a free agency year. And he went from this time a year ago, I just wrote about this for the Ringer, he he went from a year ago this time being a back-end MVP candidate and an all-star, and somebody who was loved, absolutely loved across the NBA, to a guy who who knows if anybody wants him, and his reputation is tarnished. Right, okay. I presume very little happens um, at the Cavs without LeBron giving a big old stamp of approval. Yeah, you would think um, that with moves of this magnitude that he would at the very least have had to run, you know, the Kobe Altman would have had to run it past LeBron James. For sure, the Dwayne Wade component had to be run past him because they're good friends. Um, but that was part of, I think, the problem in the run-up to the trade deadline. How much was LeBron involved? And there were reports that he had sort of blown up at the front office for their exclusion of him. Mm. So, you know, it's my sense that they figured out that they needed to keep him in the loop. Okay. Uh, LeBron did weigh in with 24 points and 10 assists in that win uh, over uh, Boston, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, Boston, at the weekend. And uh, four of the new faces, George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood and Larry Nance Jr., they all combined for 49 points and looked pretty good. So uh, are people looking at this new, uh, radically new uh, Cavs team and thinking it shapes up pretty well with a view to the rest of the season, or are there still big question marks? Yeah, I mean, you have to see how they fit. But we know for sure what they had wasn't working the way they expected. Uh, early returns in that one game, really good. Mm. You do have to see you know, how it goes over this last, say, third of the season. But I'm a big believer in playoff LeBron James. Uh, he's just completely different in the playoffs. He marshals his team uh, in a way that we really haven't seen in the modern era, at least not of his generation. Mm. Uh, so if he can use these last you know, 30-something games, to just get them into the system and into the flow, then all of a sudden, yeah, the Cavs are, they've, they've got to be seen probably as uh, the main contender in the East. Yeah. Is, is it just that at this stage in his career, LeBron's uh, creative juices don't quite uh, flow during the regular season? He's, he's just become uh, less excitable early on in the year? Yeah, I think that's natural. I mean, he's been to, what is it, seven straight finals, something absurd like that. And uh, I did a story earlier in the year when I talked to the Golden State Warriors and they flat out admitted, uh, yeah, you know, we have to do things to like kind of keep ourselves interested during the regular season because we know we're going to the playoffs. Mm. We know we're going to be really good. They didn't say that they knew that they were going to go to the finals, but they know that too. Mm. Uh, and I think LeBron does too. They're, they're like, there's only so many challenges as human beings that we can continue to best and be interested by anyway. Mm. Uh, so I think maybe maybe this shakeup on the team will 
you know, re-engage him for the final remainder of the season. And is there ever any danger uh, with LeBron that he might become uh, disengaged to the point of uh, leaving the Cavs? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think if you had asked me before the trade deadline, I would have told you for sure I think he's gone. Mm. And now I think maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, depending on what happens with this team, and they've got some new pieces, and he does like Cleveland. He's from Akron. Uh, he went back for, yeah. you know, to finish unfinished business. Maybe if they perform well and acquit themselves, he goes, maybe I don't need to leave just yet. Mm. And at this point, with the uh, playoffs uh, still vaguely on the horizon, who's playing the best basketball right across the NBA? Is it still very much um, Golden State? Yeah, it's it's definitely Golden State, and then uh, I think like really close to them, surprisingly so. Even uh, the Houston Rockets have played fantastic basketball, and, and I, I would still handicap it as the Golden State Warriors being uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the league. But it's a real conversation now to ask whether or not the the Rockets could unseat them in the West. It's it's probably still the Warriors, but it's worth it's worth thinking about. Okay, interesting times. We'll keep an eye on. Uh the radically uh, new-shaped Cavs team, John Gonzalez from TheRinger.com. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, that was great. Thanks for having me. Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to AIR. Catch all the sports you love free on the AIR Sport Pack with AIR Broadband.